for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And joining us tonight as our guest co-host. He's a guest, but he's also a co-host because he picked songs. Mm-hmm. So please welcome, from television, from movies, John Ross Bowie. Hi. How are you doing, John? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. Are you John Ross Bowie? Because is, was there a John Bowie there was a there's a John Bow in the Union B O W E and every time he's an older British character mm-hmm. actor and every time I saw him his name I would do a double take oh, okay. and so I figured if I do a double take then someone who isn't me is going to be really susceptible yes. mm-hmm. so I threw the middle name in All professionally right. it sounds nice thank you it has a nice ring it has to a it a little nice little rhythm to it right da, and, da, da, da. and that's your real name that is my real name yes. it's not one of these Hollywood names like Pat Francis. <laughs> What's your... Uh, Francis is my middle name. Oh, really? Yeah. My it, last name is Dodson. D-O-D-S-O-N. Well, I just don't perfect, like it. A perfectly good name. Pat Dodson. Yeah. When I did stand-up, I liked the the sound of Pat Francis. Yeah. So I just... Pat Francis is a stand-up. Pat Dodson is your local news guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm right about that. I think, I think that's actually how that pans out, right? Yeah. You are yeah. 100% right. Let's... Uh, you have uh, a show uh, coming on this season... Yes, uh, 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 on ABC, a show called Speechless. Speechless. This is about a family who has a, a child who has special needs. Yeah, uh, it's uh, about a family, the DeMeos, um, uh, of which I am the the father. Uh, Jimmy DeMeo. Jimmy DeMeo, that is correct. And my son JJ has um, uh, uh, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And he's played by an actor with cerebral palsy named Micah Fowler, who's this incredibly charismatic kid um, from Jersey. Um, and he is, um, he's a great actor and, uh, they, you know, had a massive nationwide search to find the right actor for this, this kid. And they really did it. They really, really found him. But yeah, so the family moves, uh, into a terrible house in a really nice neighborhood to get JJ into a good school, school, you know, which is, I think a pretty relatable, uh, uh, thing for, for families across this nation. And, uh, it's a really interesting show the pilot was really fun to shoot because it talks a lot about the way people sort of even well-intentioned people will sort of condescend right. to him yes. and and uh it was really eye-opening to shoot it and to work on it and the staff um of writers there's a lot of people who are um who have special needs children themselves yeah. so there's it's it's gonna come from the heart from a lot of people i think I'm that's really, very cool i'm excited I, to look to work on it yeah. i like that abc they started with modern family where you had you know you had a uh, a gay couple and a, you know an older guy and a and hispanic with an adopted and, 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 yeah. and then they then they moved into blackish and then they gave us uh, fresh off the boat, and now they're. And I think it's. I think it's. I don't think it is. A, I hope it's not a gimmick. I think that they're doing. If you're going to do a family comedy, then you really have to look around at what the families are now and, exactly. and do that story. I, that's the key thing, and that's the the key word there is story. Yeah. I think it's just a question of of um, as much as diversity has become a buzzword. I think it's uh, a question of finding new narratives right. and, and finding new characters and exploring that instead of the, uh, you know, with all due respect to a show like friends, which was excellent at what it did. You know, it was, it was, it was six white people in a coffee shop yes. and we get it. We're mm-hmm. cool. You know, I can, I can do that on my, and they had dynamite apartments they had for dynamite for, apartments for not 
some of them not working that I could see. No, dynamite apartments in the West Village of Manhattan. I know. I guess the only thing that was wrong with the apartments is none of them seemed to have fourth walls. But beyond that, they were really, <laughs> they were sweet apartments. Uh, this uh, Speechless, does it take place in L.A.? It, uh, it takes place in Orange County, yeah. We're going to okay. shoot in L.A., but it takes place in... Uh, um, I'm completely blanking on uh, the beach, uh, Newport, Newport Sorry. Beach. Yeah, and, and um, your uh, your co-star is Mini Driver. My co-star is uh, is the Oscar-nominated uh, and uh, beautiful and talented Mini Driver. Yeah, is she tall? She is. She's taller than me. She's taller than you. She's I thought she was tall. Me. I thought she, she was. If, yeah, I, I will give one quick little. Uh, uh, was this is some inside? Is this rock solid exclusive? This is rock solid exclusive. <laughs> um, if you there's a cast photo that's circulating on the web that mm -hmm. has been. How do I put this? Photoshopped in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> they just like bumped you up a little bit? I, I, they just bumped me up a little bit. Right. I think they basically changed my font size. <laughs> it's, uh, but I was looking at it, I was like, that's not, that's, that makes it look like I'm much closer to the camera or something because that is not the way our heads meet. But um, uh, she, um, she did something super, super cool, which was when I auditioned uh, to play her, she already had the role and they were seeing guys to, uh, to uh, be her husband. Let me guess, she knelt down. No, but she took <laughs> off her shoes. That's nice. She took off, she, she came over barefoot. She, she had these like really nice, um, uh, they're not heels, but the heels with the big fat base yeah, she, on yeah. them. And she took, slipped those off subtly and walked over to me. And so I had just the slightest edge. Did you, had you had any uh, interaction with her prior to that? I played her boss on About a Boy. Oh, so she must. So she must have uh, had like felt like she had some chemistry with you or liked you. Yeah, we we got along, and we we'd already um, you know this is a very 2016 thing to say, but we already followed each other on Twitter mm -hmm. before yeah. we uh, started working together on Speechless. So we had that you know incredible bond. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and our kids had even met randomly. We ended up at the same Taekwondo class because again, L.A. That's pretty and, cool. Yeah. So we 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 got along anyway, and I'm I'm really looking forward to working with her. The whole cast is great. Cedric Yarborough from uh, Reno 911 is yeah, in the yeah, show. He's one of the funniest guys in the world. Um, the kids are awesome. Uh, we have three children on the show, which is exhausting, but there you go. Um, <laughs> They're not really your kids, John. It's not that exhausting. I know, but I still think about the fact that, yes, it's completely possible that at my age I could have three teenagers. Oh God, I just absolutely. got a late start, you know, mm -hmm. but like in the middle of the country, I'm a grandfather by this age. Yeah, definitely, me? yeah. You're also retired, though. Oh, that is the thing. Yeah, I've left the fire department, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, <laughs> no, you're, that's a very good point. Um and people would know you uh, from your appearances on Bing Bang Theory. I think you've done about 18 of those. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. That, uh, it feels like more because of syndication. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah. It always seems like you're seeing a lot on there. Anytime I'm, uh, a lot of times I'll be on a plane and they'll have some sample Big Bang Theories uh, on, on the plane. And I'll sometimes there'll be weird little double takes from mm. people in the next aisle over. Like, oh, I think that guy's on the back of this chair. That guy in row nine is in the back of this chair also. But uh, whenever you pop up on screen, I, I get excited because I, I, I kind of feel like I know you. You do. I've met you. You do. Uh, like when I when we when we uh, watched the heat and you were in the yes, heat. That's right. I was yes. like, hey! That's right. Leave it to Paul Feig. Paul Feig's the only guy who looks at me and goes, oh, that's my FBI agent. <laughs> that guy is a credible law enforcement officer. It would have to be the guy who created Freaks and Geeks who looks at this and says, yes, drug squad. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but tonight, the reason you're here mm. is we're doing an All Ramones episode. I've wanted to do an All Ramones episode for a long, long time, but I don't like to do a band episode unless it's someone that really enjoys the band. Yeah. And quite frankly, none of my friends, Mike Siegel, I think, likes them, and I think Murray might like them, but... Murray Valeriano? Yes. Yeah, sure. But growing up, 
none of my friends liked the Ramones. Interesting. And that was really... Were you like, uh, I'm guessing Western PA, that's a big classic rock town? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm not being condescending. No, 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 no. Like, no. Okay, it was, yeah, uh, yeah and we, we had an AM station, WFBG, the rock of Altoona. Nice. Uh, nice. At five o'clock, was it, was it time to get the let out? <laughs> Probably was. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> it might not have even been that cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> <honest>. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, it was... Um, and I didn't really discover the Ramones until until college. Oh, okay. Probably my sophomore year. Where'd you go? I went to a small Catholic college, uh, liberal arts college, St. Vincent in Pennsylvania. Okay. 90 minutes from my home. So nice. I'm still not, I still haven't branched out. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, a guy named uh, Bob Rogowski had uh, uh, End of the Century. Oh, no kidding. And I just uh, I just saw that album cover and I was like transfixed by that album cover for some reason. I don't know it's, why. It's these four guys. I was just talking about this with the designer of that album cover cool. this afternoon. Wow. It's re- this afternoon? Well, honestly, today. All right. Um, a guy named Spencer Drate. And um, what's amazing about the cover of End of the Century is that it's four guys in bright primary colored t-shirts <laughs> daring you to keep looking at them. Right. Like they they look like the meanest guys yep. in the world. Yep. They're just like, don't even come fucking, fucking talk to us. But their shirts are like, hi. Yep. Yep. And, those, and those shirts went right in the trash after that photo. Oh, shoot. totally. They, they but the shirts make this. them look like, like the, uh, they look like the- uh, The Wiggles. The Wiggles, exactly. That's exactly what I was looking for. They look like the Wiggles. Um, and there was some controversy about that, uh, that cover shoot because uh, Johnny Ramone wanted the band to be in their signature leather jackets. Sure. And it's the one- album cover in which they are not wearing those leather jackets. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. I actually have, I a frame, I have a framed copy of that album in my house. I, um, I met uh, Marky and Dee Dee. Uh, this was probably f- about 15 years ago. They were doing a signing like on Hollywood Boulevard at a costume shop. No kidding. And my, 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 my dad was out uh, my parents were out and um, I was like, it was the first time they'd ever been to California and I was like, Hey, tomorrow I'm going to run down to this, you know, and my dad goes, Hey, I'll go with you. I'm like, are you sure? Wow. Because it was like, it was like really a bunch of weirdos and Dee Dee had his hair dyed white. Yes. And I think he was missing. It almost looked like he didn't, like he had false teeth, but he left like maybe the bottom ones. Oh, it, it, he, he looked really scary. And, um, and my dad waited and I, I couldn't find, I couldn't find a copy of end of the century. So I, I got a copy of pleasant dreams yeah. and a copy of, um, uh, well, Dee Dee signed "Too Tough to Die." Oh, nice! But uh, Marky's not on that. We know, right, sure. but um, but yeah, I really wanted, uh, I really wanted Edge of the End of the Century signed. But my dad, on the way out, my dad goes, "Boy, that Dee Dee's something, huh?" Amazing! <laughs> I'm like, yep, yes, yes, he is. <laughs> that is fantastic. But um, I never saw, I never got to see the Ramones. They were fun live. They were really fun. I got to see them a few times before Dee Dee left in okay. the '80s. Because uh, I grew up in New York City, and I, I, they were a local band, you know, and they would sure. end their tour or begin their tour right mm-hmm. at the uh, the Ritz on 11th Street, and it was um, it was a sonic assault. Yeah, I mean, it was really you hear you hear live albums from that era, and it's just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, yeah. four, and they would cram twenty eight songs into an hour, and uh, it was it was amazing. It was yeah. really really fun. And you can't complain. You can't you can't say they only played for an hour. Yeah, but they played twenty six, twenty seven yeah, songs. Yeah, here you see, totally I don't. Covered. Um, I don't like the live albums that much. I really like the yeah. I really like the band's studio work. Mm-hmm. Now, if I saw them live, I would love it. You would love it, but yeah. I don't like because I think you. I, for me, I think I would have had to be there for that. So I will I'm, give it up for um, their first live record, which is it's, called "It's, it's Alive. Alive." Yeah, yes. there's good stuff on there. Yes. Local Live is the one from Barcelona that's mm-hmm. not okay, and then the last show. 
kind of sounds like they're rushing to get off the stage. Yeah, yeah, bit. yeah. It's a bit of a bummer. Uh, it's uh, we're out of here. It's called. Yes, uh, yes. It's recorded at the Palace in '96, and, and it, it they kind of sound like a band that wants to wrap it up. And what really sucks is I lived out here in '96. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But um, I, I never thought they would be all be gone so quickly. I yeah, know. I mean yeah. the. I mean, that's, I think it's the one band where the original core band is. Everyone on the first lineup is, on is, the first is, album is dead. Is dead. It's Everybody so strange. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and, um, fucking crazy. And it's, um, it's, you know, it's amazing too when you think that we've lost, what, one Rolling Stone? <laughs> I know. And we lost that Rolling Stone. Yeah, years ago. Yeah. Like, that was just a freak drowning 60s, accident. Yeah. yeah. Freak drowning accident. And and the entire first album, uh, first couple albums of the Ramones, that lineup is gone. Yeah. Now, now the Ramones, the, the Rolling Stone that is dead, what's his name? Brian Jones. And how did he die? Drowning. Guess what my pool guy's name is? No. Brian Jones. No. Yeah. Your pool guy's name is Brian Jones. Yes. That is incredible. And he was, uh, we moved into our neighborhood and I, I knew a, a, a friend of ours lived in the neighborhood and had a pool. I go, do you have a pool guy? She goes, yeah, Brian, he's great. I'll send him over. And he comes over, he gives me his card and I go, Brian Jones. I go, you know that he goes, yes. <laughs> and then he told me, he goes, he goes, I used to, I used to clean Gene Simmons pool oh, God. and he would bust my balls every single time I was there. Oh my God. Don't fall in the pool and the, don't fall in the pool and die. Don't drown in my pool. Okay. Yeah, we get it, Gene. Amazing. I heard an amazing uh, Gene Simmons story recently, which is terribly off topic, but it's brief. It's okay. We go on tangents. We're cool. It's Fantastic. all, but it's still music. Okay. It well, is 100%. It's, it's Kiss. <laughs> no. um, the guy sees, a friend of a friend sees Gene Simmons mm -hmm. at a party and walks over to him and goes, Mr. Simmons, I don't want to bother you, but I just want to say like, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And uh, you know, Kiss Alive is just like, that is my record. I grew up on that record. And Gene puts up a finger, cuts him off, goes, I'd love to keep continuing this conversation, but it's not making me any money and walks away. <laughs> now, here's what's great about that. <laughs> One, Gene Simmons doesn't have to talk to some sycophant fan at a party. Right. But two, the sycophant fan gets an amazing Gene Simmons story anyway. <laughs> that is, that's, that's all winners. You see yes, that, right? Everyone like, wins. Absolutely. Everybody wins in that <laughs> yep. story. Yep. Everybody wins. Oh, I love so it. So great. Um, so. Ramones. The reason you're here for the Ramones is because yes. you just wrote a you wrote a play. I wrote a play about the Ramones. Yes. How long does it take you to uh, write a play? Me, it took about you know, four or five years, really on and off. Wow. Um, but I, I just took it. Um, but there was that's uh, tons of breaks in mm -hmm. there and putting it down and a lot of neurotic self doubt. You know, mm -hmm. who was going to be interested in this, etc. And, uh, but I got really serious about it a couple of years ago and managed to get it into the hands of a producer named Brian Nitzkin, who'd done some, some, who'd done, who would sort of the lead producer on some small shows and a co-producer on some big shows. Okay. And, um, he liked it. He really, he's not a big Ramones fan, but he just saw something in it about, um, about a play about coworkers, which yeah. is essentially what the Ramones were, especially for the last 16 or so years of, of their career. And uh, that really interested him. And then we got a terrific director, Jessica Hanna, on board. And um, we got this incredible cast, man. I mean, there's there's pictures up online. You can see it's a, it's pretty striking, particularly our Johnny, Jonathan yes. McLean. Our Johnny looks really, really good. But um, the cast is terrific. We got Josh Brenner from Silicon Valley to play Phil Spector. Wow. The play is about um, the recording of End of the Century. It just covers those two years in the Ramones' life. And I'm jumping ahead here, but is is that your favorite Ramones album? 
It's probably not my favorite Ramones record. I like it a lot. It I has, do too. It has some detractors who are like, well, it's not really a punk album or there's a lot of session guys on it, so it's really not a Ramones record. But I think it sounds amazing. I think he got a big, scary drum and guitar sound yep. out of those guys. Um, I think it is... it. What happened during the recording of the album has always kind of interested me because, you know, A, they're in a pressure cooker with Phil Spector, mm -hmm. who's a couple years after his last hit. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff going on in the band. It's in the play. And I, I, you know, I didn't make anything up, but I said, well, well if this happened, then this probably happened too. Yeah. So there's some conjecture in it. And I wouldn't, you know, it's not a documentary by, by any stretch. Sure. Um, and I had to, you know, over-dramatize some things. But for the most part, most of the really crazy details in that show are true, and they come from fairly exhaustive research. Um, End of the Century was a turning point for the band. It was their best-selling record. So you um, can't argue with that, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, so they did something right. Yeah. You know? But um, but it, it almost tore the band apart and yet didn't, and they stuck around for nine more albums. I know, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and that's, that's part of the show, too. Um, it was fun to, to work on. It's been, what's been really neat is um, people will come out of the show and they'll, they say to me, like, I got to get home and just devour that record. I yeah. just want to go home that's and listen great. to the end of the century. And that's, you know, the, my, I've said this a few times, but my hope is to not alienate Ramones fans and to also make a bunch of new Ramones fans. Rhino, Rhino Records should set up a, a booth in the lobby and sell end of the century I, afterwards. We were, we're trying to coordinate just that thing. We think it would be like setting up, you know, like selling Rice Krispie treats outside a weed dispensary. You know, yeah, I just think I it'd mean, be exactly seriously, the I, People would walk out and go, yep. Give it yeah, to me. Rhino have been great. Rhino let us use uh, a couple of songs that we needed. Um, that was my next question. Yeah. Is there music in the play? Yeah, there is. There's music. Um, it's again, it's not a musical, and the the actors don't play play anything at any point. But in between scenes, mm -hmm. um, while we're we're sort of moving sets around, the actors are moving sets in character. Basically, okay, they're nice. carrying their own stuff around, nice. and um, and the songs that we have been talking about will be playing over. So there's a couple of Ramon songs and a couple of Phil Spector songs, a couple of the girl group stuff that he produced. Cool. Uh, we obviously use "Be My Baby" because that's got that iconic yes. Phil Spector beat in it. Um, so yeah, there's 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 music. There's no intermission. It's about an hour forty minutes, and people are enjoying. It. We got great. a killer review in the LA Weekly today. Terrific. We got a great review in the LA Weekly, which is which is really good news. And how many times have you seen it? I went, uh, I saw four times with an audience last week. No, nice. six times, because I saw both previews. We, so we had an invited dress and one preview, and then I went four nights in a row after that, and then I took the Sunday matinee off. And now, but are you going to attend the, the uh, rest? Of the I got to go, um, I definitely have to go Saturday, because um, I got a friend coming in from out of town to see it, and I might come in the middle of Friday, if I come to the end of Friday and, and say hi to a couple of people. Cool. Let me know when you come. I will let you know. I have to, I have to check the schedule, yeah. you know, with the kids and everything. Uh, definitely come. We, um, we offer free childcare for the Sunday matinee for kids four to 12. I'm not kidding. That's cool. Mm. And your 16 year old, there's nothing she hasn't heard in it before. She no. can totally come in. She can totally come inside. Okay, great. That's a good idea. She's going to hear some bad words, but she's she's your daughter. I'm sure she's fine. I don't. You know what? I don't swear. I, they've never heard me swear. Fuck off. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. <laughs> Kyle can attest to that. Yeah. Really good yeah. for you. Yeah, my just, kids neither. I just um. <laughs> my kids have totally heard me swear. I just don't. I just don't do it. Good for you. And someone said, "How do you not swear?" I go, "I just. I don't know. I just. It's just. I just don't do it." Oh wow. You know. Well, good for you. 
I'm not I, saying I'm I, better. I, I'm not I saying I'm better or worse than anyone. Kind of sounds like you are, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm a I, you're bit. probably right. All right, let's get into this thing because we have uh, how many how many studio albums by the way? Is there 16, 14, 16? 14 studio albums. 14 studio albums. 14 studio albums. I have two songs from each. Well, that's how we do it here. <laughs> then again, you the short play songs. That in an hour. Then again, yeah, you can totally do that in an hour. That's 28 <laughs> songs in an hour. If we bang this out real quick. So the first, um, the first song, first we want to savor this though. You're not in a hurry, right, John? I'm fine. I'm fine. I got all the time in the world. First, um, first album comes out in uh, 76. 76, produced by Craig, Craig Leon. Leon. And um, he produced uh, the first two Blondie albums. Yeah, he did a Bangles EP, I think, yep, at one yep, point. You're right. Look at you. You're good. I like you. You're a good music guy. Thank you. Um, uh, it is an interesting record. Um, um, particularly from a production standpoint, because famously the guitar is all in one channel and the bass is all in the other channel. So you can do your own mix at home where you take Johnny out of the mix entirely. And that's how a lot of us learned how to play bass, which just dropping Johnny out of the mix and following Dee Dee, um, who is, I can never remember which channel is which, but if you were to listen to this, not on a, a computer, but onto an actual stereo system, the guitar is coming from one angle, the bass is coming from another, and it's fascinating. We will start with the the song that made me buy the record in the first place. I okay. flipped over the cassette, and I was looking at the song titles, and the fifth or sixth song on side one is called Now I Want to Sniff Some Glue, which I maintain is the funniest song title maybe in the history of American music. <laughs> And when you want Kyle to uh, fade it down, you can just point okay. to him dismissively, okay. just point like okay. he's a piece of trash. I'm just going to give them yeah, sort of a regal hand that. wave like this. Yeah, that works. Okay, is that good? <laughs> so this is uh, 14 songs, uh, clocks in 29 minutes. Yep. A lot of DD written songs on this album. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, I love now I want to sniff some glue. Um, I say this all the time, but it's so true. The now is what kills me. It's the, 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 the sense of time and place that we get from just the inclusion. Because it could be very easily be I want to sniff some glue. Right. But it's now I want to sniff some glue. <laughs> and that has always made me laugh really hard. And then yeah. the lyrics don't disappoint. They're really straightforward. All the kids want something to do. Yep. And hey, who, who among us cannot relate? Um, I just think it's such a... Uh, it's such a funny song. I kind of think it could open the album, but then again, Blitzkrieg Bob is probably the most perfect album opener yeah. of any of any album ever. Um, I'll put it up there with back in the USSR as far as like, this is what we're doing in this album. So Welcome to ready. it. Yeah. Sit, sit down, strap in. Yeah. Hey ho, let's go. Um, this is, uh, it's 40th anniversary of this album. Yes. Rhino's releasing a mono. If you I buy saw. the big, I know. If you buy the big box set thing. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe the, the mono, you'll be able to buy it on iTunes. Just, I think you can actually, I yeah. just saw it, um, last night. I think they've got the full set. Oh, on. it's out now. I think so. Yeah. Um, or maybe maybe it's just for pre-order. Okay. Um, I am curious to hear the mono mix. Yeah, I me have too. to admit, I am curious. Um, uh, what was your song off this record? Well, I have uh, I have two. I have uh, I have I have Blitzkrieg Bob because it's just sure. sure. So just let's hear it. Yeah. I, oh.
just like how he says bop. I love the bop. Yep. Bop. I haven't listened to that song on headphones in a while. Yeah. It's it, a DD's in the left, by the way. That clarifies what oh, we, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's where he was. Uh, you and I were both on the, uh, have been on the Ramones of the Day podcast. And um, I, when I was on, we talked about um, how this was like such a raucous album back then. But when you listen to it now, it's like surf music. Oh, totally. I mean, it's not anything. Like I remember, we talked about Kiss earlier. I remember having my Kiss albums, and my mom would go, "Ah, oh, this Kiss, this is ridiculous." And now you listen to those early Kiss records; it's just like boom, tss, guitar boom, pop. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's total it's just nothing. guitar pop. Yeah, you yeah. can understand why uh, why Cheap Trick gave them a shout out. You know, they're just yeah. it's just it's it's fun little guitar yeah. pop. There's a whole section about Kiss in 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 my play. Actually, I won't give oh, it away. Don't. The other one I I took off this record is. Um, is one they used to open with around this era. Uh, the first song on on side two. That's how you can tell him the age I am because I'm referring to things as sides, side two. Kyle. Side two. Um, but the uh, the first track off side two, which was Loudmouth. about that is just the um uh it's got a record number of chords for the record there's like six or seven in there i don't know what they're trying to prove with yeah. this one but what, why so flashy <laughs> right out of the box <laughs> um uh but you know obviously it's it, at, at its core yes it's probably a song about abuse but it's so mm -hmm. silly yeah that it's hard to take it too seriously um uh it, it's just it, it was such a an amazing album title it's also amazing about when you come in to see the play four chords and the gun everything that's um the music that we're playing in the in the lobby and in the theater before the lights go down is all 70s soft rock so mm. it's all like oh uh, that's that's um, I like america it. and gordon lightfoot and Very all that nice. stuff just to set a tone of like what the ramones were up against yeah. and what they were presenting an antidote to so if you listen to as i have for the past four or five nights when i've seen the show we pretty much go wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald right into we're a happy family by the Ramones. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's alarming, man. If you, I mean, yes, nowadays we can say like, Oh, that's just fun little surf music. Right. But at the time, time uh, it was raucous in its context. It's jarring. Mm -hmm. What was your yeah. other one off the first record? I've got, uh, side two track 11, 53rd and third. Oh, wow. I was uh, I was at a concert on um, Sunday night with my friend. Uh, we we saw Rick Springfield, and uh, I, I said that I, oh I'm recording an all Ramones episode with John Ross Bauer. And he's like ah the Ramones all sounds the same, and I hate that. I hate that. I want to really that. hate that. I also by the way, first of all, don't say that at a Rick Springfield concert. By the way, with all due respect to Rick Springfield, there's not a ton of sonic difference between Jesse's Girl and Love Somebody. So yes. yeah, and by the way, I speak I clearly speak with some authority. Right. And I'm not dissing Rick no. Springfield at all. You know what Rick Springfield was wearing during the show? What? 
Ramon's t-shirt. I am not kidding. That's fantastic. Because we talked about that on the way there. Um, and then we show up and he has a Ramones t-shirt on. That's glorious. Because he knows. Because so yeah. he knows. Yep. Yeah, most most bands all kind of sound the same for the most part. You yeah. know, there's you like the sound or you don't, you know. So I, I, I usually tell people, I go, I uh the first two, three, maybe even four, and that three albums are kind of cut from the same cloth. I said, but you really once you get into, you know, the later stuff, like end of the century and after, I go, it's not all the same at all. No, they're mixing it up a lot. They're yes. still they're still paying attention to the hardcore that was going. I mean, we'll get to that stuff. Yes, later. we will. Yes. So we're moving on. We're moving on now to leave home. Leave home. So um, the first album cover, iconic, black and white. Them up against a brick wall. And then leave home. We're going to put some color. Yeah. Some color on the album. Yeah, a little color. Like the flash photography kind yep. of uh, blanches them out a little bit. Great covers though. These great covers. So cool. Great covers. Really. Um, almost daring you to to buy them. I, I yeah. remember what songs I picked. I just don't remember the order they're in. So this one was actually, um, U2 did a tour where they covered this song. U2 were huge Ramones yeah. fans. And um, I oh, they heard- Oh, they have a, on the new album. The, album, they yeah, a, uh, the Miracle of Joe yeah, Ramone, yeah. yeah. Um, it's so funny because the Ramones don't sound, I mean, U2 doesn't sound anything like the Ramones. No, and you know who's an even bigger fan than Bono is Morrissey loves the Ramones. It's, yeah, and, that's and you crazy. can't hear any Ramones no, in, the Morris, uh-uh. in the Smiths at all. But they were, I, I think a lot of it was just like looking at them. A lot of it was the visual appeal of looking at these guys and being like, if they're up on stage, then it's anybody's game. Right. We yeah. can all do this. We can all do this. And I think that's that's the the thing that keeps people coming back to them year after yeah. year. Um, this is uh, I Remember You. Listen to the jump in production. Yeah, I know. From the last record to the second one, right? I mean, this just, that, it just blends. You can hear everything, but it, it's a unit, you know, and the guitars sound great and the cymbals sound great. It's um, uh, John Bon Jovi's uncle. Tony Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now this is what this is what happens sometimes. I only picked one song off of this album. Okay. And because um, there was an album later where I picked three. Okay. So I wanted to, but that's the song I picked. Did you really? Yeah. Interesting. So two guys, fourteen songs to choose from. Yeah. And we both first pick was both the same. No kidding. I just love that song. Yeah, and it's got a great bridge too, where yeah. the, where the guitar is a little bit more muted, but it's a it's a big chewy yeah. sound. The other one I love about this record is. Um, uh, it's a great New York song. It's a great love song, mm-hmm. and it's a oh oh I love her so. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Oh, this here we go. Oh, 
that's just that's just yeah great. that's great and again the production on this album is is uh much slicker yeah than the first album it, it just leaps ahead and um and the hook in that and i i've always loved that couplet of uh then we went out to coney island down the coast and around again <laughs> i love that the island again rhyme has just always really tickled me uh again 14 songs uh just under 30 minutes the longest song in the album would be you're gonna kill that girl at uh, two minutes. Oh no, I'm sorry, Pinhead at two minutes and forty two seconds. Pinhead is two. Oh, of course, cause it, it fades yeah. too. But there's great t- tunes that the, we didn't. Gimme, give gimme give shock treatments on here. Mm-hmm. Susie is a headbanger. Um, glad to see you go. Yeah, I mean, there's there's great great stuff. I don't want people to think that we both picked. I remember you because that's the best song or anything like that. It's just what we what we picked. If you get the remastered version, there's an entire live set from the Roxy. I have as all bonus those. tracks. Yeah, it's great. I. Again, if you haven't, if you have listened to Ramones of the Day, you've already heard me say this. But my thing with remasters are, the, a remaster has to have the original album graphics. Yeah. Then a nice little, uh, a nice little, uh, some nice notes, the lyrics, and then some bonus tracks. And these Rhino did these Ramones reissues perfectly. They really did a great job. I hate when I pick up a, re, uh, a reissue or remaster. I'm like, where's the where's the band photo or where's the where. Where's the inner sleeve stuff? It, but they did. These were perfect. Yeah, they cost a little bit more, but they, there's a lot of bang for your buck in those. They're really fun. But now I think if you if you buy them now, I think they're really cheap on Amazon right now, like five ninety nine. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. We bought them when they first came out. Yeah, so yeah. They so gouged I, I, us. Yeah, they really did. They nailed us but, to the wall uh, with that stuff. Yeah, I, I love it so much. Interesting. But, um, Are we ready for Rocket to Russia? Rocket to Russia. We're back to a black and white photo. Yeah. Uh, uh, but again, and I, all these covers, these uh, covers are iconic. Oh, they're great covers. And the ins- this is a fun record because the back cover of the lyric sheet was all John Holmstrom, one of the uh, founders of Punk Magazine, did all the cartoons. Um, and so he did little illustrations for each of the songs, and he draws uh, Zippy the Pinhead on a nuclear uh, yes, yes, missile yes. Yeah. Uh, on the back of the uh, of the record. Um, there is some great stuff on this record. Oh, my God, this is so good. It's a fun, fun record. Who produced this? Was this Tommy at this point? Let me uh, let me see what's up. I'm looking. Uh, this is again same producing team. Okay, uh, Tommy and uh, Tony. Okay, so um, the song that the the play um, begins at the end of a Ramon show, and for a really long time, their standard closer was was this song, which is "We're a Happy Family." <laughs> Was um, when you would see them every time I saw them live, they closed with this, and 
there was one time I managed to work up the courage to get myself all the way down into the pit and, and through the pit and up to the front of the stage. And and Joey's shtick at the end of the song was that he'd point to everybody. Uh-huh. You know, we're a happy family. We're a happy family. We're a happy family. They and point, it was just point the, at you? Yeah, it was just the best feeling in the world, man. It was incredible. There was nothing like it. You know, for a moment you bought it. Yeah. Perhaps I am too a Ramon. <laughs> and it was it was just a really... You'd be, uh, you would have been jo- Johnny Ramon. I would have been Johnny 2, I guess. Johnny yeah. 2.0, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. They, they might have asked me to be Ross. You'd be J- John Ross J- Ramon. J.R. Ramon. J.R. Ramon. That's terrible um well, there's, there's cj ramon so i know jr ramon oh, we'll get to cj we'll later. talk about it later um uh but yeah we're happy family is a fun one what do you have well this song for me is it gives me the same feeling as blitzkrieg bop does and this is one of my favorite ramon songs this is rockaway beach sure uh, i love that lyric oh, it's great Love it. Oh. Love it so much. Unstoppable. Two so minutes good. and six seconds of, of heaven. I looked at an apartment. That was also my honeymoon. Um, <laughs> I looked at an apartment in Rockaway Beach one time in the 90s. I loved the song so much. I was looking for a place to live. What uh, was Rockaway Beach like? Rockaway Beach is, well, I'll tell you something right fucking now. <laughs> it's far and hard to reach. <laughs> and I, uh, it was a subway ride out there. Um, I remember it was like monsooning. It was really coming down. And I looked at this little bungalow uh, not too far from... Uh, Rockaway Beach itself is a um, an isthmus, I think it's called, okay. um, and then there's a little canal in between that and like the mainland of uh, sort of this is where Queens kind of puts its arm over Brooklyn. Um, so uh, it was it took me about an hour to get out there from Midtown Manhattan, and uh, once out there, I looked around and uh, and I was like, where do you get? groceries and the woman said oh you you need a car and i was a native new yorker i did not know how to drive i did not own a car and i was like thank you so much for your time so sorry to have bothered you you have a beautiful home uh but i I think about that place i mean that's that's a hardcore ramones guy where i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna take that hour subway right out just so i can say for a while that i actually live in rockaway beach what is uh what's your first song off this album he already played it. He played "We're Happy Family." I'm so I'm so sorry. No, no, it's quite all right. My other one, your next one is one yeah, is the is the other. Uh, this was actually a bit of a chart hit for them. I think they they cracked 88 uh, with this one. Um, uh, it's sad. The it's, chart, the chart the stuff with the were Ramones. Not kind. The no. charts were not kind to them. No, but why, um, why was that? I have no idea. What was it? I mean, it, was was it the? And they were on a, a la, good they label, were on Sire a Major Records. label. They were on a major yeah, label. Patty with Smith other wasn't Patty Smith on there, and Pretenders were eventually on there. I mean, it was. I think Talking Heads. Talking got on Heads. There. Yeah, the, I mean, it's a real deal. Bands that did chart got on were on Sire. Sire yeah, it wasn't like Sire was you know um, sub pop in the eighties or something. No, they were a, a legitimate major yeah, label, the, and they pushed them. But for whatever reason, they. They just did not click, but they yeah. kind of clicked with this one, yeah. which is the other big live favorite from this record. It's uh, Sheena's Punk Rocker. Well, 
I love that the backup vocals yeah. is probably D to the Sheen is. Yeah, it's, uh, again, w- these albums didn't look like they were pressed in a basement and sold out of a out of a trunk of a car in the park. I no. mean, they, they had, like we said, the covers were good, the photography was good, you know, the packaging was good. I think the lyrics were, oh, there's always a lyric sheet. Always a fun lyric sheet. Yeah, I mean, um, they're Roberta on Roberta Bailey real- doing the, photogra- uh, the photography. They had an artistic director, the late Arturo yes, Vega. Yes, yes. Um, who designed that iconic logo. Yeah, that um, we with, stole. That, that you stole. And we, we, this is called, if you buy this t-shirt uh, at Estoy, it's, it, this is called Punk Inspired, is what they how they call it. Nice. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'll take it. Great. Um, we use something similar for four chords and a gun, um, but the... Um, um, I, st- I still love the eagle holding the baseball bat. That's so funny. I know, it's, it's amazing. so funny to me. Um, yeah, uh, Let's I mean, make America great again, John. Let's get it back to where the bald <laughs> eagles would hold baseball bats. Oh, it was a simpler time, guys. Um, the, uh, I, I will never understand, it. was it the leather jackets? Was it look like four Fonzies? I don't know. But I know. I mean, they, they, did, they look, did they look menacing? Back then, maybe now they don't, but maybe back then, maybe that back then they did. Too you know? dangerous. They look too dangerous. You know, if you if you're 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 you've been plucked out of nowhere and you land into a record shop and yeah. you've got two choices and one is the raspberries, <laughs> and it's Eric Carmen right. gleaming his smile at you, and the yeah. other one is the Ramones. You know, you're gonna ta- who are you gonna take home to mom? <laughs> but then I always think about how raw the first Police album is, Outlandish yeah. Damore, and and they they broke through. Yeah, I mean, and that that album. Forget you know, forget what Sting is now, or forget every breath you take, which That's I still, record. which I still love. Yeah, that album is. That's killer. a straight up punk record, yeah. and it, it doesn't sound very good. It's, I mean, no. it sounds it, it's fun, but it doesn't sound polished. No, 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 it's very rough. Yeah, the guitars are are really kind of hinky, mm-hmm. and Stewart's a little too high in the mix sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's first Cure records the same thing mm-hmm. too. The first Cure record is really weirdly mixed, but they had a chart hit off of that, and it's it's um. I have no idea. I mean, These you could say, well, Sting, great. Sting was good looking front man. I mean, is that it? I don't know. But it's weird because this is 78. This is pre MTV. You yeah. know, does that, how much, is it just what's staring at you off the record cover at this point? Tough call. I know it, it I, it's just, it, it's confounds me all the time. Is that a word? Um, it is. Let's go with uh locket love. Oh, nice. Other fun thing about uh, about a lot of these songs is that a lot of times you expect them to go into the chorus with a drum fill, mm-hmm. and they don't. Just steady metronome, yep, and sometimes yep. it's like a crash cymbal, just to sort of yeah, we're yep. in a different part of the song now. But yeah, it's, it's not uh, it's not Carl Palmer on drums. No, no, there's <laughs> not a whiff of Keith Moon to be found anywhere, no. is there? Nope. It's just real steady four on the floor. It's great. What's cool too is this, this is the third album, another album with fourteen songs. So after. Th- Three albums, you've got forty-two Ramon songs. I know, right? It's <laughs> a ton of music. It's a ton of music. So it's much, great. It's so great. Yeah. Um, I mean, those extra four songs on the album, you know, you know, normally bands back then would be ten songs. Yeah. But by throwing those extra, it's like you have a fourth album. Yeah, I mean, by I mean, you had to go like you have to go eleven albums into the Rush catalog before you get to forty-two <laughs> songs. <know. laughs> it's astonishing. Um, uh, I count twenty one twelve as one long song. I don't know if you yeah. have an opinion. Okay, um, uh, thank you so much. Um, he's just moved the uh, the list over for me. So, uh, Road to Ruin. 
I love this record. I love this record too. Stasium produ- produced. Uh, Tommy uh, decides to leave the drums. Leave the drums and um, and turn it over to uh, Mark Bell from the Voidods, who yep. was uh, who changed his name promptly to Marky Ramone. Did you read his book? I did. Punk Rock Blitzkrieg. It's yeah, good book. It's a good book. That's fun. Yeah. It's good stories. Really yeah. good stories. He takes a lot of the like the kind of fun drama out of the Ramones. Yes. Um, and I already had a, a draft of the play by the time I read his book, so I was kind of like, oh, really? That didn't happen. <laughs> I'm keeping it anyway. I'm printing the legend, Marky. Sorry. <laughs> um, but he has um, amazing stories about uh, being just before the Ramones even come into the story mm. it's great stories about just being a working musician from the time he was like 18 yeah. like a reliable session guy a reliable guy who you could just bring in it's just really really good still alive still alive mark still, still with us still uh still with us doing well steadily married to the same woman for like 30 some mm. odd years or something so they make a swing for the fences on this record and they do a real jangle power pop song that they, I don't think they ever did live, or maybe they did maybe just on this tour and then then took it away. And it, this is where I go, okay, you think the Romans all sound the same? Try this, this is Don't Come Close. Why, why, why no radio? Come on. You're not going to put that on the radio? You're not going to put that gorgeous little chunk on the radio? It's even got a little lilt of like, a little bit of like the 70s country thing yep. that was going on there. You know, not too much, but there's just a little trace in the guitar sound. Um, it's a terrific pop song. And I picked it. You picked it too? I picked it Shut too. up. I know. And that is crazy. Also, I, w- I just want to go back to the previous album for one second, because yeah. that album also has Cretan Hop. Sheena is a punk rocker and Teenage Lobotomy. Oh, that's right. On, Teenage Lobotomy is on there too. On yeah. Those, so yeah, you know, in case it. you're at home and saying, hey, why didn't we hear this? They're there, but we're trying, we're to, there. We're, trying to give you a little deeper appreciation of the Ramones. I but, love that you also took Don't Come Close. That's amazing. I know. It's great. Well, I picked three off this because um, oh, okay. I did pick the big song. That's why I picked three. But okay. let's, let's just hear I Want to Be Sedated. Sure. Everyone's heard it, but. Hit it. Probably the number one. Ramon song as far as what people know. Yeah. And we, we can, that sounds great. And we cut it off before the one note guitar solo, <laughs> yes. the key change yep. and the bap, 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 as mm-hmm. that end it. Yeah. It's sonically perfect. Yeah. There's just nothing. The reason that's the song that everyone knows is because it's fucking perfect. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that song. The guitars sound perfect. Again, Ed Stasian was a master guitar guy. He did, um, went on to do the first Smithereens record, yep. which is a, a great sounding record. I think he did the first Living Color record. Um, he's, he's just great at like, not he doesn't have a signature guitar sound. He takes your signature guitar sound mm. and makes it sound the best Great. it ever has, yeah. you know. And uh, I just became Facebook friends with him. He lives in San Diego. I'm and, Facebook friends with him yeah, too. Really? I've I've asked him to be on here uh, before, 
I would have done a Ramon show with him. But Ed, if you're listening, wanna... Ed, if you're listening, come on up. <laughs> yeah, because we'll come talk on. about all the stuff you've produced. Talk he's worked with Jagger. Yo, he's worked with everybody. Yeah. He's a fascinating guy. And he was a session guy on, or not a session guy, he was one of the engineers uh, working under Phil Spector on yeah. End of the Century. He's the, he's the fifth Ramon. He's, well, actually, maybe the seventh or eighth Ramon. There's but, a few Ramones, but yeah, yeah. he's 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 uh, he did a lot of really great work with them. Uh, what was your other one off this? You did you did. Um, I have uh, the song that kicks off the album. I always love the song. I just want to have something to do. This was mine as well. Are you kidding? So, if we discount, I want to be sedated. We both picked "Don't Come Close." And I just want to have something to do. Uh, I think I, it comes lurching out of the gate so strong. I mean, listen to this. Did you, did you cue it up to the opening? You can you can go uh, wherever John cued it up to. I just cued it up to the, to the, the top because okay. I love the way it starts. So good. Hanging out on Second Avenue, eating chicken Gee, vindaloo. vindaloo. <laughs> it's so good. Fantastic. Um, great, great Indian places along there. So that's four albums in three years. 76, <laughs> two in 77, one in 78. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And now we move on to the album that your play is uh, is based on or it's yeah, you know, it, the it, events of this album. Yeah. It, it is and give the title, say the title of your... Uh, Four Chords and a Gun. Four Chords and a Gun, because Phil Spector held him at gunpoint and wouldn't let him leave the studio. That's the rumor. That is the rumor, yeah, that is the rumor. I took, you, the, I took the best versions of that rumor. Um, gotta assume that might be true. I gotta assume it might be true. I was, I was talking to Matt, Monty Melnick today, who was, um, who was uh, their tour manager. Mm-hmm. He says he just waved the gun around a lot, but Dee Dee always claimed that like they were held hostage at gunpoint. <laughs> now, Dee Dee was... Didi had his issues, who knows, but I, I definitely yeah. took the sexiest version of the rumor and put it into the play. Um, uh, yeah, Phil Spector is, uh, you know, he's, he creates the girl group sound, you know, works on Let It Be and then works yeah. on two solo Beatles records. Yeah. He's he's maybe the most famous producer. The wall uh, of sound. The wall of sound. Even more famous now because Even of some shenanigans. From some, that's a delicate way to put <laughs> know, uh, yeah. second degree murder. Good for you. Um, <laughs> shenanigans. Hijinks. Um, uh, that's what I'm going to start saying when, when I, next time I kill an actress and my wife's like, what were you up to tonight? I'm going to say hijinks. And you, Pat Francis, and I will yeah. know that that means I shot an actress in the mouth. <laughs> um, with your penis. With my penis. Um, that's, uh, that's actually hijinks. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, a- I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> so what did I pick off this wonderful record anyway? Um, uh, this was, okay, so I, I, I went weird with this record. I didn't take the, the real obvious hits off this record. Um, the record opens with Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio, which is a call to arms if ever there was one. The drums sound incredible. There's horns on it. There's, a, there's keyboards yep. on it. It's a dense piece of work. Track three, however, is a really pretty song about their manager, oh, yes. um, uh, Danny Fields, mm-hmm. and and how, uh, as a manager, he he would sort of keep the band apart from their girlfriends, and Joey wrote a beautiful song for his then-girlfriend, Linda, uh, and it's called Danny Says. 
it already doesn't sound like the Ramones, yeah. which is so cool. Yeah. Is that a woodblock or is that a, just... A woodblock being echoed, yeah. Then he says we gotta go, gotta go. Just yeah, for go the ahead. electric guitar to come in and uh, there, it it. Do you want him to keep it going? No, it's cool. Okay. It, 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 the song has kind of made its point. I talked about this on on Ramones of the Day. Actually, it builds better than maybe than certainly any Ramones song yeah, beforehand. Yeah. A couple songs try to mimic it later, but it just step by step, it just adds a layer and then a layer, and uh, you know, there's and. I hear something new on it every time I listen to yeah, it. It's it is just a, it's so just a fantastic song. Dance. It got singled out of the Rolling Stone review at the time. Kurt Loder was gushing oh, nice. about it as just like this is Phil Spector's Meisterstruck. It's it's Joey Ramone's best vocal ever. Um, album got great reviews. Yeah, and it's the last album Phil Spector ever produced. That's correct. That is, he did a couple singles yeah, here but and there, never a but never album. a full record. No. Now, Dee Dee claims he didn't really play bass on any of this. Is that true? Dee Dee claims that, and that is widely accepted as the as the case. There's not a ton of Johnny on there, Marky. But like, I'm looking at Wikipedia, and it doesn't it doesn't list any bass player, so we don't know who plays. It says Dee Dee. It says Dee Dee. Um, uh, it might have been Phil. Phil played some guitar oh, on it. Okay. Um, he played some bass on it. Um, the Marky recorded all the drums, you know, I, I don't know what, because even if you were in there for the recording, there's also the mastering and the mixing yeah. that had to be done. So I don't know. And who knows if he didn't bring people in after the fact. The The rumor I've heard is that it was Jim Keltner, who was a session mm-hmm. guy for Harrison. Um, and I don't think he's on All Things Must Pass, but I think he's on Concert for Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that figures into the, Jim Keltner figures into the play briefly. Um, yeah, a lot of people diss this record because they consider it a Joey solo record. Mm, I don't but know. it's a terrific, it's a terrific punk record. And I make that point with my, I'm going to get you, you're going to get to yours, man. But I want to oh, segue right from Danny Says don't worry. to the last song on side one. Sure. Which this has to come in loud, Kyle. Be ready for this to come in loud in... <laughs> Three, I think two, the show has been one, hijacked. Go. Side one is perfect. Oh, side one's perfect, isn't it? It's Murderer's Row. Look at that lineup. It's crazy. Man. And I'm going to start us off with the first song from side one. Do it. The aforementioned Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio? 
love the line about, do you remember lying in bed with the cover pulled up over your head? It's, with the, it's so great. So evocative, isn't it? It's uh, great. That was uh, at the, at the, up till now, this was the longest Ramon song at three minutes and 50 seconds. Jeez, good Lord. I know. What are they doing? Roundabout. That's like three song <laughs> roundabout. <laughs> now, Kyle, you haven't talked much tonight as a, as a kid uh, that was, uh, the Ramones are well, you know, before your time. What, yeah. what do you think of the songs we're playing tonight? No, I like them. I've heard most of these because I went through like a Ramones phase. Okay, yeah. that's good. You to, should. Like, everything. You should go through a yeah. Ramones phase. Everyone yeah. should. But I think like a lot of people my age know like a good handful of songs, you know, like Blitzkrieg Bop and yeah. I Want to Be Sedated and Give Me Shock Treatment. That's what I'm finding, yeah, because our, our cast is all around 30. The ones playing mm-hmm. the Ramones are all around 30 for the most part. And um, and they have a, you know, a cursory sort mm-hmm. of, you know, thumbnail reference of yeah. the hits, you know, which weren't actually hits, but are no. kind of the hits because they've been they're FM FM staples now. They're so. FM staples now. And so they're, they, so people think they were hits. They're, they're, uh, they're handy music cues for trailers. <laughs> right. uh, you know, they pop up in the odd car commercial, yep. you know, they, they, they get in there. So, uh, people are familiar with them that way. Wonder if they had a good uh, a good publishing deal that the the family members are actually getting the royalties on these songs. Well, there are no kids. That's that's right. There are no Ramon kids. There are no except CJ, the bassist, the, the replacement bassist has uh, one or two kids, okay. but there are no the the mm. the main four never had children. So where does that? There's mo- a couple spouses, um, but the the I'm sure they got. I mean, the, what the money goes to a lot of the time, the money goes to like various cancer, cancer foundations that okay, were set up yeah. because Johnny and Joey both died of it. Yeah. So it's, um, I think a lot of the money goes straight to that. What did Tommy die of? I forget. Uh, also cancer. Also um, cancer. Uh, what do you have? He had, um, it was prostate, it was lymphoma for Joey, prostate for Johnny. This is fun trivia, huh? Yeah. And um, <laughs> um, I can't remember, Tommy We was should do one of those things. Remember in school where there's three pictures over here and three over here and you would draw a line. From the cancer which, which to the Ramon. Which tumor to yeah. Ramon. What is, um, uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Let's play, uh, I love this one too, Chinese rock. I love yeah. it so much. How is this not a punk Everything's in the pawn shop because he's pawning his stuff so he can buy drugs, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Don't do drugs. Just say no, Kyle. Just say no. A heartbreaker song uh, that Dee Dee wrote with Johnny Thunders. Yeah. That um uh and it's um I had no idea what it was about when the first time I heard this record. No, I didn't either. But I love that you started the song a little bit in so you can mm-hmm. have that kind of guitar wailing yeah, yeah. um to come out with because that's that's really fun. I have no idea who that is. I don't think it's Johnny, uh-uh. but I, I, I have either. no idea who that is playing the lead there. And my last one, because I have three off this, it was yeah. so hard to pick songs from this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song is a song that I will play like a mental patient. Like, I'll just put this on a loop yeah. and listen to it nonstop. It's the return of Jackie and Judy. Yes, good stuff. I just love it. Jackie is a punk, Judy is a run. They went down to the mud club and they both got drunk. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Jackie is a punk, Judy's taking loads. They both came up to I love the name checking of themselves. 
There's hand claps back there. Beautiful. The fills too. A lot yeah. of fills in that one actually. That which makes me wonder if maybe it's it, it's mm-hmm. it is marky or it's not marky and Phil insisted on uh, uh, on the drum fills, but they sound great. It's the one. It's the one occasion of a band covering itself. Yeah. And um and yeah, doing a great job with it. Do you um is Marky your favorite Ramones drummer? Because he's my favorite. Of yeah, he's probably my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I would say that. Um, I saw them twice with Richie, once with Marky, and Richie. Um, no, I saw some pictures. It looked like Richie had a much bigger kit than some of the other than Marky does. He might have. It looked like he had some really high, some high some symbols up here, which interesting. Seems unheard that seems, of. Yeah, that seems a little a little unnecessarily a little flashy yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge gearhead, especially not with drums. Um, I was I'm always just blinded by the Marshall stacks, but um, uh, that's entirely possible. He was he claimed uh in in the documentary called into the century he claims that he was their fastest drummer and he shaved two minutes off the set i don't know if that's true richie said that yeah i know that richie also wanted some of that t-shirt money yeah the, the t-shirts too. were pretty contentious yeah, yeah because they had richie's name on it when whoever they had the, the current lineup yeah my, my ramon shirt just says tommy because i didn't buy it at a concert i bought it at a store so it's yeah. just it's the tommy shirt right but we wanted marky ramon shirts with with Marky on the yeah, seal yeah. for the show for the play, and we had to get them made. Really, you can't. They're not on the. They're not even on the Ramones website. Nope. Wonder why that is. You just get the Tommy shirts. You just you would think that they would have. You would think they would have era specific. Yeah, shirts. because people would go. I'm going to buy one of each. Yeah, totally. I totally buy one of each. Yeah. I'd buy a Richie shirt in a goddamn heartbeat because I saw them twice with Richie. But you cannot find them. You can just find. We had to get Marky Ramone shirts um, made for us. Wow. Would yeah. you buy a, Would you buy an Elvis Ramon if Elvis's name was on there? There's only the. There's only the. The. I don't know if you know if they got to shirts with them. They only no. did the two gigs. Yeah, and I see. And there, there's a press a photo though. It's in a. Yeah. I forget which book I have. That there's the, the eight by ten of uh, yeah. Clem Burke. Clem Burke from Blondie. Elvis Ramon. It was yeah. Elvis Ramon. But all right. Know. So have we? Um, have we come to your favorite Ramones album yet? Oh, um, yeah. Do you have a favorite? I really love Road to Ruin. I okay. really think that that song for song, that is just a great piece of work. I, I think it's really, um, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, you've just got a ton of fun hits on it. It's a diverse sounding record in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, I have a very special place in my heart for End of the Century. Yep, me too. Um, but um, those are probably my, my two big ones. Although we haven't come to our, uh, a... A record that's coming up in a in a few mm-hmm. towards a little further into the eighties, of yep. which I'm a staunch defender. Okay, well, don't so. tell me yet. No, no, no. But what I'm going to say is, this next album, this is my favorite Ramones album, "Pleasant Dreams." Okay, yeah. Uh, produced by Graham Goldman of, uh, of the band Ten CC. Yeah. And uh, you know, Ten CC doesn't rock. No. No. <laughs> and yet he's producing a Ramones album. Very strange choice. Um, this is also now we're giving, uh, the band members individual songwriting credit. It's not like, it's not like all songs written by the Ramones. That's There's, right there. But, um, yeah, I, and this is a, this is a Joey heavy album, I would say, but I love this. I love this album top to bottom. I just, I just do. I even like the album cover. We talked about this on uh, Ramones of the day, how they don't really like the album cover, but it, it works for me. It's the one album cover that they're not, that they're on. not on. Yeah. But there, but it's also not the original album cover in, in the uh, in the Rhino remasters. They show the oh, original. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a cool cover too. It's a cre- it's them in the leather jackets. Yeah. And creepy Ramones font, kind of like blood dripping a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I really I don't know why, but I love uh, I love the album cover and I love this album so much. And let's hear the opening track. We want the airwaves. Oops. 
We want the airwaves. There's no covers on this album. Up until then, I think every album had yeah, a cover or two. Cover yeah. yeah, you're right. So um, what do you got off Pleasant Dreams? And, um, and, and do you like the album? I do like the album, and I think it um, it starts really great and has a couple of my my real uh, favorites on there. Uh, and I will tell you what they are in a moment. Oh, this one's great. This is a really fun one because who doesn't feel this way in Los Angeles? This is late and on side two. It's called This Business Is Killing Me. <laughs> yes. Chorus is great. The re- I wasn't actually gesturing at you to faint it down. Oh. I was do- I was air keyboarding. Oh, okay. The little uh, little keyboard part in Why there. Why did you air key- you air keyboard up really high? Well, I have a rack of seven oh, uh, you Roland do? synthesizers on either side of me. Oh, you're like Jeff Downs from Asia. Exactly. Okay. And so I'm up. My, my that one is up here. <laughs> um, no Johnny songs. Not one song written by Johnny. These are seven Joey songs. Interesting. And five Dee Dee. If, if you were going to say there was an album that's more a Joey solo album, I actually would call this one more of a Joey solo album than. Um, end of the century it 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 sounds um yeah i mean i understand that people had a problem with uh, a johnny rather vocally had a problem with with the guy from 10 cc re- recording a record but there's a lot of good stuff on this record yeah. and it has um uh it has a very controversial song on it that i bet you picked two. I, I did not pick the, i didn't pick the that one i picked my next one is she's a sensation oh nice choice which kicks off side two let's hear it That's good stuff. So, so are you talking? Uh, I am the the you know the the in in the documentary it's it's discussed that this was perhaps written about Johnny Ramone yes. himself. Um, I've also heard it said that it's written about a uh, a girl that Johnny uh, that Joey was in a mental institution with. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I've always loved the the very insistent guitar part in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It just, it just comes out very strong and then it stops 
drum beat, guitar part comes back, stops, drum beat. And I love the way it's kind of partitioned off like that. And uh, the lyrics are really funny. It is, of course, after all of this equivocating, the KKK took my baby away. Wait, what's happening? I was going to say, and for people that don't know, Johnny stole Joey's girlfriend. Yes, which figures prominently into, into my play. Yeah, and then for the rest of the Ramones career... Those guys just kind of sat next to each other on a in a packing van to and from the show. Yep, and didn't weren't friends. Nope, not that's really strange. And and Johnny being um, uh, the most vocally right wing member of the band. Yes, uh, that that's why people often think that KKK, KKK took, took my baby, baby away, away is about him. Uh, judge for yourself, listener. Here we go. Backup vocals there too, and I like the. Uh, I always like when I can hear the fingers squeak on the guitar strings. I just yeah. have an affinity for that. I, I really, do too. I actually, really enjoy that. Yeah, but uh, we played all Joey songs too. We didn't play any any Dee Dee songs from this album. Interesting. All Joey. but yeah. What's what's Dee Dee's on this? Seven Eleven is that Dee Dee? It's uh, no, that's a that's a Joey. Uh, uh, you didn't mean anything to me. All right. Come on now, sitting in my room. You sound like you're sick. You sound like you're sick, yeah, and all's, all's quiet on the Eastern Front. Oh right, which is a great. Great tune. Yeah, that that is really good. And he sings a lot on that. Yep. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, there's good, there's good stuff there. Before I forget, the 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 person who's doing the Facebook artwork for this episode is uh is Jason Levy. So I have not seen it yet. He's working on it right now, but I'm excited. Uh, Jason always looks great. <laughs> You've seen it, Kyle? No, no, just not assuming. yet. You just you just assume it looks great. Mm-hmm. I think it looks like shit. I don't like it. Uh, it's the first one I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> um. We're moving on to, uh, this is an album for me that I don't, that doesn't get that much play, but I do like it. But for some reason, it's not a go-to one Yeah, me for neither. Me. I love the cover. The yeah. The cover's pretty great. That is what New York looked like at the time. And now, this is great, because this, uh, this, is, this is Marky's last album for a while. Yeah. And on the cover, uh, he's in the window looking out of the subway car, <laughs> and the other three guys are together. So that's kind of... Telling it's it's an interesting little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, isn't foreshadowing. It? We're talking yep. about subterranean jungle, yes. and it's um uh yeah. Marquis drinking got to a point where he was missing shows, and he um in my play I've got him actually leaving the band a little bit earlier mm-hmm. just to compress time a little bit. But yeah, it's um it's a strange record, and it's so strange that I committed. I don't even know if I was allowed to do this. I took one of the bonus tracks as Ooh, one of my songs. Well, the, uh, well, look, I can't stop you now. I would have said no, no. Go ahead. Um, uh, <laughs> they do a cover of a song, uh, a, a, a one-off, one-hit wonder by the 1910 Fruit Gum Company called Indian Giver. And it's a ridiculous 60s pop song, and they do a terrific version of All it right. that starts with a uh, stereotypically racist uh, Indian drum beat. Hit it. Here it comes. How did yeah. you pick this one? Yeah. Uh, well, the hook, though. Hang on. The hook is coming in a moment. Remember us, it was so long ago. These years were damn near 
it's great, right? Yeah, it's it really, really, really good. You know, yeah. it's a terrific version of, of a of a fun AM radio staple. They do a, a great job with it. I don't know if it was a B side or if it was. A, I can't believe they recorded it and and decided to not put it on the record. Well, they already had three covers on this record. This they record opens with a cover, a little which bit is of really soul. Weird. And they did "I Need Your Love," uh, and they did "Time Has Come, Come Today." Today yeah, a pretty great cover. Yeah, was even, that was a, there was a video for that song. There was, you're right. Yeah. And, there, and uh, psychotherapy was Got the a first. Video. That that's the only Johnny song on the album. That's a co-write with Dee Dee. Interesting. So Johnny is like just not gelling in the studio for whatever reason. Just enjoying married life, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, with Joey's girl. <laughs> hey, I'm just banging your girl, so I don't have time to write uh, any uh, any songs. Um, but uh, but I I love that cover, man. It's such a fun fun yeah. song. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really nice job. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick a Dee Dee song, uh, track three on side one. This is Outsider. You pick this one. I picked Outsider. See, I find that fascinating when this happens. So you don't need to play. You don't have another one to play because I just stole it from you. That's fine. Take it away. I. It's also that song is a terrific middle eight that Dee Dee sings lead on. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, there's something very sad about that song. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As much as an upbeat Ramon song as it yeah. is, there's there's a real mournful quality to it. And yeah. then when Dee Dee takes over the bridge, it becomes even more so. And uh, should we play it since 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 yeah, let's go a little deeper in that song because yeah, since we, have, we both picked it, we yeah, can play a little more yeah. of it. Oh, no, wrong song. Outsider. Back to oh, Outsider. I'm sorry. Played the next one. I'm sorry. Did you fall asleep for a second, Kyle? Do you want a coffee? No, I'm good. actually sounds good on this song yeah because on the uh on some on some upcoming albums he's tough he's, to listen he's to haggard yeah, yeah. um but uh, uh i didn't bring anything off his rap record you'll be pleased to yeah, learn what was he what was he called what dd king dd king dd king uh <laughs> the record the single was funky man sure I it was the, i had the 12 inch and it is the worst record i or anyone else it's owns unlistenable it is Fucking terrible. I think Kyle is looking it up on YouTube right now because that's what Kyle likes to do. Yeah. The yeah. DD King record. Bring the show down with some Funky shit. Man. Funky Man. Yeah. Did you find it? Oh, I found it. All right. Yeah. That didn't take long. Thank you, Internet. No more generic. Oh, my God. This is a video. Yeah. How's that looking? It's waking up in bed. Yeah. It ages like a, a fine cheese this a long morning. Clock ring and it's time to get up.
It's, it's horrible. It, the only thing that would make it worse if is if he opened with uh, "My name is Dee Dee and I'm here to say." Yeah, it's pretty it's ghastly. Like the worst. It's it's very close though to that. It's it's wow. it's pretty. And there's a whole record. It's, I just had the single and was like, "Wow, I'm not this much of a completist." No, no, no. I sold it at Amoeba very recently. I carried it around. It made several. It moved across the country. What did you with get me. at Amoeba in 2016? I don't remember what. No, it wasn't. It would have been a couple years ago. But I, I guess I sold it was with, with a bunch of stuff yeah. I was getting rid of. But it got a gasp and a, hey, Carl, come look at this from the guy at the buying counter. And it's hard to shock those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys at the buying court counter at Amoeba have seen some shit. But I came in there with the the 12-inch of Funky Man and I I felt a little VIP for a moment. I won't lie to you. I remember when you would go to Amoeba and they'd go, we can give you $40 in cash, 65 in credit. And now it's like, we can give you two bucks cash or five in credit. It's like, "Mm, all right. Yeah, it's rough. Let's cleanse the palate with another song from Subterranean Jungle. We... Kyle teased it for us. Thank you for that did, yeah. little tease. That was like a trailer for the mm-hmm. song. But I love this one. This is a, this is written by Dee Dee. This is In the Park. Mm. I just want a cozy fire Well, I'm going after tonight Everything is out of sight But it's gonna be all right Oh, oh, I'm gonna hang out in the park Hang out at the dark I think it's a glitchy MP3. I think, I think they imported so that. But uh, yeah, side two I like. It's got psychotherapy. Time has come today. My my kind of girl in the park. Time bomb. And every time I eat vegetables, it makes, makes me, me think, think of, of you. you. Which wins the the song title Derby, if not for uh, best song, at least takes the title trophy from from Subterranean Jungle. Yeah, that's handily easily. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're moving on to the first Richie Ramone album. Yes, indeed. Are we here now? Are we at? Are we at? Um, we were at uh, too tough to die. Too tough to die. I thought so. Yeah. Love this cover. I love this cover. I love this record. This is the one I'm talking about. This is the one I really, really like. There's the, great shit on this record. This I did not like this initially, but I've grown to like it a lot. Well, you, but the, the first, cover was the cover is mesmerizing. Oh, I remember it's so badass. I remember walking like I talked about this in Ramones of the Day. So if you listen to Ramones of the Day, you've heard some of this, but. I remember at that time you didn't know there was no internet. You didn't really know when albums were coming out. It was a total surprise. Unless you like went to the counter and said, "Hey, is there a new Ramones?" You know, you heard on the radio, "Ramones have a new album coming out," and then you'd ask someone, "Do you know when the Ramones?" And they'd pull out this big gigantic catalog and right. leaf through it and give you a tentative date. Right. But I can remember walking in the record store and this was there, and I was like, oh, "What the." Look at that. I was just catching, I was playing catch up when this record came out yeah. because I had just gotten into the Ramones mm-hmm. and this one came out and it was such a straight, I mean, that cover is just, for those of you at home, it's the four of them silhouetted in what looks to be a Central Park tunnel. Yeah. And um, they look badass. They look super badass. Yeah. And the record is called Too Tough to Die. It perfect goes perfectly with the cover. It really does. And it the single off this one was another another swing for the fences attempt at a yeah. pop hit. Um, Howling at the Moon, Sha La La. Is this one of the ones I picked? Did I mm-hmm. pick it? Yeah. This is produced by Dave, Dave Stewart, Stewart of Eurythmics. This is the only song in the album produced by Dave Stewart. Yeah, it was very much clearly supposed to be sort of like the the standout pop hit. Yeah, let's let's play. It's not for everybody, but I dig it. I dig it too. Ships are docking, planes are landing, 
at four minutes, six seconds, it's like cashmere. It's epic. It is pretty it's, epic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the synths bother people and, and- I don't mind. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. I think it drives really well. I love the fact that it opens with the chorus and mm-hmm. then keeps coming back to it. Um, it has a really b- beautiful um, uh, bridge at one point. It's really nice. Uh, yeah, there's tons of stuff to like about that song. I mean, it, it's it's on an. Uh, why not have a song like that? It's on an album with with Mama's Boy and and Warthog. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're a diehard rocker, you've you, got your, your stuff. stuff is there. You're yeah. absolutely covered. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. I actually did another song off this record for Ramones the day I did Daytime Dilemma. So that's, uh, that's, I only picked one off this album because there's an album coming up where I picked four. Oh, wow. All right. So, um, but, uh, yeah, Daytime Dilemma is, is fantastic. It's so, so good. You, is that one of yours? You, you, that uh, was, that was the one I picked from this. Oh, hit it. She came from a happy home, a very happy home, a very happy home. This personality, a great student, naturally she had it all worth but things aren't what they seem Is this real or just a dream? And things will never, ever be the same again She came from my happy that's right. home, a very they happy home do two home verses yes. before you get to the chorus Yes, that's yeah. okay, keep going yeah. This personality, a greatest student Naturally she had it all in place But things aren't what they seem Is this real or just a dream? Things will never, ever be the same again. The day dues. It's the day dues. Of love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The day dues. It's the day But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I like. I like. Uh, I like chasing the night. I like Planet Earth, nineteen eighty eight. Mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of this record. Mama's uh, Boy sounds great. Mama's um, Boy, sound, Endless Vacation does not sound great. No, it that's does not. One of those Endless Vacation. That's a DD. It's a. It's a real DD indulgence. The yes. only DD indulgence you need off this record is my other song, uh, which is the Kyle Need You on Point here, buddy. Kyle Need You on Point. Need you ready to go, um, which is uh, my <laughs> he just moved in with his girlfriend. He's probably getting a text to go. When are you coming home? Uh, you well, no. you, you probably have to no. got the same text I got, which is about stopping at Ralph's for groceries, very specific groceries. Uh, yeah, there was a grocery know. text. That's yeah. what was it? What she needs? Yeah, I got a grocery uh, text. We need uh, panty shield bread. Oh, sam sandwich bread. That's what I meant to say. Panty what did I say? You're an animal. Panty shields. Um, <laughs> the um. Uh, they, the Sonic. Panty shows does not make a good sandwich. No, terrible. unless you put them in a panini press, then it's all right. I'm losing consciousness. <laughs> Warthog. Get the gist. Um, no lyrics included in the lyric sheet. 
No. You get the record. You don't get the lyrics to Warthog. Get the lyrics for everything else. You do not get the lyrics to Warthog. Maybe they didn't even know what they were. It's entirely possible they did not. Um, but it's a, it's a charming little song. And I remember there being cries of blasphemy when Dee Dee left the band, but they kept doing the song with CJ singing it. And a lot of people were like, oh, no. Well, it's a tribute to, it's a tribute, tribute to Dee Dee. They're, they're, sing, they're playing other songs that Dee Dee wrote. Yes. So... It was a, it's a very, um, it's a very uh, DD-esque It's song. a very, uh, idiomatic vocal, you might say. Um, uh, but there's yeah, a Filipino guy out there right now that's singing all Steve Perry songs. That's true. That's a really good point. <laughs> so, you know, that's a very, very good point. Um, we're moving on. Let's we're moving on. on to, uh, 1986 Animal Boy produced by, is it? Jean Beauvoir. Jean Beauvoir. He was a, plasmatics. Uh, yes. Uh, African-American fellow with a, uh, a white mohawk. mohawk. Yes, that's correct. Um, I, and this is, this is the era where they're using the different producers on all these albums and getting different, you know, we didn't talk about Tommy came back for uh, too tough to die. So yeah, and he I, actually he, had five Ramones working on that album. He'd, he'd worked on, um, a couple of good replacements records yeah. uh, before that. And in the, in the ensuing years, um, you, you talking about Tommy or uh, Tommy? Okay. Uh, um, uh, so yeah, Jean Beauvoir, um, it, it's a weird choice. There's some great stuff on animal boy though. Yeah, there um, is. It's uh, I hate the album cover though. Uh, it's them in the cage, right? Yeah, I just think it's, it's the dumb. worst. It's dopey. Yeah, it's, it's super dope. dopey. It's just, and it's shot. And they've got po- the fake monkeys it's poorly, around them. It's yeah. poorly lit. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like it at all. There's, the title Animal Boy, there could have been so many more ways to go with that artistically. And I yeah. just think it's pretty... Coming off of Too Tough to Die... This looks like a. This looks like one that was sold out of the trunk of the car. To it's me, it's, a, it's a shitty looking cover. What yeah. was um, and the colors aren't good either. This blue with the orange. It's just no. I don't. I do not like it. Yeah, I took the two big. Um, I took the two big hits off this one. Um, well, uh, or no, I didn't. I took. Um, no, I took the Richie song that opens the record that Joey sings, but yes. he sounds like Dee Dee. Yes. <laughs> so I, it's, I there's I a lot it. going on in this. I song. worked at a record store when this album came out. Oh, and we, cool. We. You were only allowed to play one side of an album, and then it was someone else's turn. Fair enough. But um, but we would we would uh, we would always play this one because we we just thought this was such a great song. It's a great opener. Yeah. Somebody put something in, in my, my drink. drink. Somebody love the drums. Somebody put something in my drink. Somebody. Richie brings the heat with this song. Yeah, it's 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 mixed really well yeah. too. I'd forgotten how good that record sounds. Um, it's um, it it's a it's it's a great on brand Ramones mm-hmm. opener. You know, it's kind of a funny title. Yep. Um, 
and uh, the guitars sound good, and, and the drums sound really, yeah, it's, it's a fun song. I love how angry Joey sounds yeah. about it. He's got a little more of a growl to his yep. voice, and it's it's really, it's I've, I've always liked this one. I have a soft spot for this song. This is, uh, this is the first album that Rhino chose not to remaster this one. I know. This is the one that's still in its original yeah. form. Yeah, there's got to be some fun demos on here, there's too. Gotta be, yeah. There's got to be some outtakes and stuff, I would think. Well, I would, what I would love to hear, actually, is because there's, there's, there were two singles off this record, um, and both of them are, are pretty synth heavy. Yes. And I, I would love to hear a, a raw version of both, uh, both of those songs. And maybe they didn't record any Richie shows that they could put a bonus disc of a live Richie show in there. There must be Richie shows out there. There's gotta be right. Yeah, you would think. No t-shirts, but definitely. <laughs> uh, okay. My, uh, my first pick off of this album, I think is one of the synth heavy songs. It's, uh, my brain is hanging upside down. Sure. This is about Ronald Reagan. Yep. Political song. How did, uh, how did Johnny let this happen? How did Johnny so, let this happen? Anti-Reagan song. And they played it live, too. Ronald yeah. Reagan had famously visited a uh, a German military grave in Bitburg, Germany, mm-hmm. and had laid a wreath uh, there. And it, yeah. was a, it was a cemetery just filled with Nazi soldiers. Yeah. And it was made as sort of like an olive branch to... to uh, to West Germany, what was what was at the time uh, West Berlin, and um, uh, it pissed a lot of people yeah. off, including uh, the the half Jewish on his dad's side, uh, Jeffrey Hyman, yeah. who we know as Joey Ramone. Yep. Um, it's a great song. It is uncharacteristically political. Yep. It's it's. I've always been really kind of haunted by it. Here's one concession that was made. To, Did you pick this one? Uh, I didn't actually, because yeah. um, I had a feeling somebody. I, think, I had a feeling you would. Mm. Um, and I, I do love it. They did do it live. Yeah, it's so different from other songs they do. It's so different from other songs. The, um, the, it was originally released as a single as Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. Right. And then, I'm not sure if it was a combination of, of Johnny or Sire Records or both, but then on the record it was listed as My Brain is Hanging Upside Down. And, then, and I remember flipping the, the record and being like, where's Bonzo Goes to Bitburg? I've heard it on, on WNYU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was supposed to be on this record. And that's it's in little parentheses. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a terrific song. Yeah, I love it. It's a, it's a big, big uh, anthem. My other song is the is the anthem that closes the record. Yeah, um, I have this one too. Do you? Yeah, this is a beauty, man. This is I, great. I love this one. It's a real fist pumper. I never saw them do this live. Um, I don't know if they did, but it is, um, it's gorgeous. Something to believe in.
so for me with this record, I, I like about half of it, but the half I like, I love. Right. And then I just, you know, the other stuff just doesn't do anything for me. Like Freaking Nature doesn't do anything for me. Freaking Nature's not that good, yeah. yeah. Hair of the Dog doesn't do anything for me. I like Hair of the Dog. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Dee Dee's Love Kills song. Uh, which Love was a, Kills is okay. Love Kills was allegedly she, she supposed to be. She Belongs to Me is good. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's on here. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Love, Love Kills. Kills was allegedly supposed to be on the soundtrack to Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Um, it's about them. Um, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's Love Kills. I almost put that on here, but um, it's it's another bittersweet number because Dee Dee comes back and sings it at the last show in 1996 mm-hmm. and fucks up the lyrics. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to watch. And they didn't fix that in uh, in post. They just left no, it. That's just there. It's it's it's. Um, it might not be on the record, but it's on. You can find the the concert on on YouTube in mm-hmm. chunks, and uh, you can see Dee Dee fuck it up, and it's a downer, man. Um, so what were your, uh, you had, uh, Bonzo and something to believe in. Yes. Those are my two. Yeah. Uh, I even like crummy stuff. It's silly, but I I do like it. I like crummy stuff. Crummy stuff is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Um, it's, um, I, I, something to believe in was one I used to play all the time in college radio. It was one of my big college radio staples. It's such a great song. It's terrific. Uh, now we go to the, we're moving on to the last Richie Ramone album. Yes, indeed. Halfway to Sanity. This is another one that just, um. I'm I'm just like indifferent about this one for some reason. Well, it's an interesting record because it's very light on synths after the last two. Yeah. You know, it's very light on synthesizers. A very guitar-heavy record. I can't remember who is this. Another Ed Stasium who produced this one. This is Daniel Ray. Oh, Daniel Ray with the Ramones. Okay, so Daniel Ray um, was uh, their session guitar guy too. That's him playing a lot of leads, um, including uh, the. Um, you know what? Let's skip the one I've got and go right down to that one. This is the track that opens the record. It's called I Want to Live. That's say, a I, badass opener, man. I think that's the best song in the album. Really? I, I do. I think I, I think it... I love the little crescendo right into the chorus yeah. where it goes, da-na-na-na-na, clock, boom. Yeah. I, want, I, I love that. I've always loved that guitar part. They would just... They'd try to break it down into chords um, as opposed to single notes when they would do it live, but they would do it live, and it sounded great. Yeah, I just... Um, yeah, this just feels like it was an album made around that song. Interesting. I what, how, what do you think about this? Is What's this your, the one that you only have one song off of? No, no, no. I have uh, no. That was too tough to die. But um, okay. the other the song other song I picked that I like is uh, it's a Joey song. It's a, a real cool time. Oh yeah, hit it. You don't hate if I have to be lonely Just as long as you never 
that's that's pretty unimpeachable. That's good stuff. Yeah. Mentions the Cat Club, which yeah. is a great little place on 13th Street where I saw a, a bunch of bands. It was still open into the 90s um, and it had really good acoustics. It was cool. fun. The other song I picked off this record is the one that Debbie Harry guests on. Go Little Camaro uh, Go. Go Little Camaro Go. Listen Those are really it. the, and I like Bop to You Drop, but that's, those might be the only four I really like from this. I'll give it to a Garden of Serenity on this record. Right. But yeah. It, there's a great uh, iconic photo of I don't know if they were dating or what was going on. It was the '70s, but there's a shot of Joe Ramone and Debbie Harry in bed mm. um, in like '78 or '79. And I feel like if that photo was a song, it would be this one. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's it's just such a. Well, I, 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 it's not even the song. It's just the fact that you know that it, like maybe Joey ran into her on Second Avenue. He's like, hey, we're doing this song. It's kind of a sweet little car yeah. song. I could use a lady's vocal. You yeah. want to come, come in and help us out? And she was like, absolutely anything you want, Joey, by all means. You know, and just Debbie Harry was so hot back ridiculously then. Ridiculously hot. She would always wear like the, it always looked like she was wearing a nightgown. Yeah. And she would, she would always be braless. Which yeah. Teenage boys go, look, those are her nipples. Mm, I know. I know. And, uh, yeah. and Joey's not good. No. So no. Rockstar Cred gets you a lot of places. Yeah, he was he's he was a, a hero for many reasons, yeah. that chief among them. Um yeah. but he um so yeah, I just think it's a fun little pop, uh pop song and I, I think she sounds great on it and I think the interplay of their voices is really cute. And she even as a kid, a, a teenager, her her mouth, her like her lips are so pointed. She's like the like the dirtiest mouth. Thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. But um put your pants on, dude. Sorry. Come on. <laughs> Um, so now we're moving on. Now, why did Rich, did Richie leave or did Tommy, I mean, did, um, did Marky just get his act together and ask to come back? Little of both from all accounts. I don't think, I don't think Marky asked to come back from all accounts. Um, Richie got fed up about not getting the t-shirt money (laughs) and, um, it's a, you know, a grind. They toured constantly. They toured all over the world constantly. And that's a workout. Yeah. You know, and so Richie got fed up and left, and they did two shows with um, Clem Burke yes. under the name Elvis, Elvis Ramone, Ramone, and then canceled a couple of shows because apparently he was just not up to it. Wow, uh, just couldn't do the the speed that was necessary yeah. for the band. And he's a great drummer. He's so a terrific that, so drummer. That tells you. Listen to him on like Dreaming. Yeah, he's a terrific drummer, but you need to be a machine back there. Yeah, a very fast metronome, and apparently he just couldn't cut it. So they brought Marky back in, and Marky had sobered up at that point. I believe he's going on like 30 plus years of sobriety now. Good yeah. for him. Um, and uh, that takes us to brain drain, does it not? It does. Yeah. And I remember I bought this when it uh, when it came out. Now, a Ramon CD didn't come out with a sale price. It wasn't like, no. oh, $9.99 or $11.99. It was like $18.99. I remember yeah. I bought this. I was doing stand-up and I was in some, doing some one night or somewhere and I got to the town early and I went to the record store and brain drain was there and I'm like 17 bucks. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure I couldn't really afford to buy it at that point. Right. But I did. And I, and then I did the, whatever the shit one night it was and I came home and all my roommates were asleep. And so I put the headphones on, I lied down in the living room of our apartment 
with uh and this just i love this album I do don't, you really i really do interesting i love it i, I think liked it's like, like three songs on it oh my god i love this so much I, this is the song album i picked four from really it's like it's like a it's like like a heavy metal album kind of kind me. of it's a it's a dark metal record i remember they i think it was on this tour they played lamours which was an almost exclusively metal club in brooklyn yeah and we're like oh yeah that makes sense they could do that because they had a big metal following yeah. you yeah. see the metal kids would yep. come in for the ramon shows too so why not put them at the big like and, it was a club where like anthrax played yeah and the album covers kind of metal and scary looking uh-huh. it's, it's uh-huh. painting with the guy's head to like on fire well did we it's both a- pick the horror song off this record because it's that pet cemetery yeah it's fucking great it's fucking great it was allegedly written by dd in a half an hour in stephen king's basement and it, depending it, on which I mean, legend it, you it basically it basically telling the story of the movie that's i mean it's, I know. It's, that's it's, all it's, it does it's all it does but it's so good and and by the way pet cemetery is a fucking great movie and i haven't seen it in years I remember being very scared. I, I was super scared. It ends on a horrible twist and then blackout yep. and this song kicks in and it was very effective. Yes. And it also has a ch- spoiler alert. It's been, you know, the 30 years or whatever it's been. When, when that kid yes. gets hit by a Mack truck, it's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. And then comes back even, to life. Even yeah. at that point when I saw it and I didn't have kids, I was like, oh my God, this is heartbreaking. Yeah. And then the, the, the person that they keep upstairs has spinal meningitis. Oh my God. I've forgotten about that. Oh my. Have you ever seen Pet Cemetery? I, I saw it like a long time ago, like in high school, but I don't remember. Marissa but likes horror films, right? Yeah. You got to watch Pet Cemetery. Okay. It's yeah. really, it's I had to go really back and prepare. I remember the, um, the, the kid who had, uh, died in a ditch and was haunting him the whole time. The kid with a weird Scandinavian yes. name, like Palak or something. And he's, he's wandering around and he's really scary and creepy. It's full on frightening. It's yeah. not like these movies now where something jumps and you, ah! it's like really like, you're like feeling like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to watch this. I watch it with the lights on. Yeah. You no, know, I saw it in the theaters. It got really, really spooked by it. Yeah. And it ends with uh, this terrific Ramon song. Pet Cemetery. Excuse me. Now, Kyle, if you want to look this up for, and we'll play this in a minute, it says that German industrial metal band Rammstein oh, yeah. uh, did a version of this. Oh, really? Yeah, released it as, as a B-side. So, um, so the other, the the uh, I'll play uh, since we both had that one. I am going to play uh, the opening track, uh, which I love, is "I Believe in Miracles." Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, Sorry, on. Kyle, I cut you off guard. You were looking for Rammstein. That's okay. Oh, I 
stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. But you, you only like two or three songs off this, is what you told me. Um, yeah, I like, um, uh, I like Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And well, hang on, let's hear, let's hear the Ramstein cover of Pet Cemetery. Okay. No, 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 I'm okay. done. I'm no, thank good. you. I'm okay, good. That's fine. That'll be all. Thank you so much, guys. We'll call you. Um, we they'll just ask the lady at the front. They'll she'll validate. Rams. I knew I didn't like Ramstein, <laughs> no. and, and that didn't make me. Uh, that made me hate them. I hate they had them a now. they had a song like probably like five years ago now called Pussy, and of they course sold they, <laughs> they sold a deluxe edition. Oh boy, with like dildos of them like. Made oh, of them. isn't that great? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's thoughtful. Uh, there's a nice Mother's Day gift for all. Of you. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so that's what you're dealing with. The, uh, I took their um, I took their holiday number from this record. Oh, Merry um, Christmas! I took a uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't want to fight tonight. You took both of the novelty tunes, kind of. I, I guess you took I did. the Halloween song and the Christmas song. I took the Halloween song, I took the Christmas song. <laughs> if I had a third one to pick, I'd have taken the cover. I like the Palisades Park cover that's Ri- on here. For, you mean the so. song written by the host of the Gong Show? Chuck Barris Chuck wrote that? Chuck Barris wrote that, yes. Oh, I've always known it was a Freddie Cannon song because he sang it. Yeah, I didn't realize Chuck, Chuck Barris, Barris wrote it. No shit. Yep. That's ah, fascinating. I know. I had no idea. Let's hear it. This is a great tune. Let's hear a Merry Christmas, rather. Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with. Delightful. I put it that on. Great. I put that on a, a Christmas mix that I I, I play uh, every year around the holidays. It's got that. It's got some of the. Uh, it's got a couple of Sufjan Stevens, uh, Sufjan Stevens uh, Christmas carols, mm-hmm. uh, waitresses Christmas rapping. Yeah. you know well, the, the standard stuff that you need around the holidays. Hall and Oates, Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, no, no, oddly enough, no. Mm, I should put, uh, that's my loss. Clearly, if you go to iTunes, uh, they have two versions: one that Hall sings and one that Oates sings. That's hilarious yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh that's, like a, that's for- i call that a double a side <laughs> <laughs> um, um are you busting uh, my shot you busting my chops john i am not busting your chops I, I gotta, please don't bust my chops <laughs> i am not busting your chops i would never dream of are that. you squeezing my shoes kyle <laughs> no okay well don't bust my chops either It's like a freight train coming at you. It is a freight train coming at you. I like that kind of, um, it's a very 80s metal flourish. That is a real uh, um, uh, Judas Priesty kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. 
That's I cool. Wish, I wish I could get you to like this album. Uh, no, it's grown on me. I forget it. It. it it's it's a kind of beefy sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really thick. beefy sound. Yeah, the guitars are really layered and and hard and crunchy. Now this will be something a little bit different from the album. This is can't get you out of my mind. Maybe not too much different. I can get you out of my mind. Oh no no, I can get you out of my mind. Oh no no. I think I think was thinking the song that's different is "Come Back, Baby." That's kind of a little more poppy. "Come Back, Baby." Come oh yeah, that's fun. Punishment fits the crime. It's an angry, aggressive record, John. It's an angry and aggressive record. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 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 what's Mono Bizarro's next? Right? Mono yes. Bizarro's their next one. Yeah. Mono Bizarro's um, this came out while I was in college, mm-hmm. um, and it has uh, three uh, years between albums. Yeah, three it's years a long between time. albums. Didi's left the band by this point. Yep. And, um, but he's still writing songs, yes, he is. including this first single from the record. Um, this is, uh, this record's really hit or miss. I don't think censorship is very good. Touring sounds way too much like rock and roll high school. Um, but it does come out with, um, this, this beauty. But touring is from 1981. It is from 1981. Yeah. So it's a contemporary of rock and yes. roll high school, but, um, I think there's a reason it was pushed to a later record. Either way, I, I really like Poison Heart. Which yeah. Is this Poison thing. Heart's great. Yeah. I also had poison heart. That's great. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's really good stuff. It's real Dee Dee nihilism. Yep. Um, but it's got, uh, I love that guitar part. I've always loved that guitar part. It's it's a fun tune. I do like, I personally, I do like censor shit because they don't say censor shit in the song. If they did, yes. I would hate it. That's a good point. That's a very, They're just very trying good to point. make a statement with the title of the song. Dipper, dipper, come on. on. Yeah. Ain't you been getting it on? I love that. <laughs> um, my, uh, I picked uh, Poison Heart also, and I also picked a song called I Won't Let It Happen. Getting back to that 50s sock hoppy stuff again on this one. That's all we need. No Johnny songs on this album. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. 
Um, the other one I picked off this is a is a, a deep cut, but it's it's fun. Um, it's the the job that ate my brain. Oh, this is good too. Who hasn't been there? Yeah. yeah. Kyle's there right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I feel it kind of like uh, finishes the job that psychotherapy started. Mm-hmm. It has that same yeah. kind of urgency to it. And um, uh, it, it kind of, in a good way, sounds like a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, CJ sings two uh, two leads on two DD songs on here. He sings "Strength to Endure" and "Main Man." Right, right. I like "Strength to Endure." A yeah, lot. "Strength to Endure" is good. Yeah, yeah. I like "Cabbies on Crack." Cabbies on Crack is fun. Yeah. Uh, but my my last one I picked from here because it took me back to the Sheena is a punk rocker and the um, Jackie and Judy and the songs that have the names in it. Yeah, I like uh, Heidi's uh, a head, head case. case. Yeah, sure. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say it's good stuff? We had any of the covers record? Did you did you bring stuff from the covers record? I did. Me too. I did. I did. This is That's kind fun. of a this is this is a, when I always feel like a band is just kind of maybe out of ideas a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer, but there's some yeah. good stuff here. Yeah. Um, and they always did do covers, but always. But for some reason when a whole album of covers is dropped in my lap, I'm like, I'd rather have an original album. Yeah. You put the same, you know, the time in to record this. So also it's a very CJ heavy record. Um, he does Dylan's my back pages. Yep. I don't really care for it. Um, there's the shape of things to come. Yeah. And he, and he does uh journey to the center of the mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I picked two songs that I like anyway. I like the, excuse me. I like the originals a lot. So I'm, that's what I'm, I did too. I'm, I wonder if they're the same songs. Well, I started with credence. No. Okay. Well, I did. I did. Uh, have you ever seen the rain? Uh, which is a, a great song. That I think yeah. is served really well by by Joey's sort of plaintive vocal. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's nice, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Credence. Can't go wrong. Credence are great. But like acid eaters will never get pulled off the shelf for a spin. Like never. It just, I, I don't even think to. 
the other song it probably has 21 years of dust on it the, the other song that i picked off this record I, I will go back to on occasion but again i really like the original okay um should i just go right into that one sure I think it's essentially a proto-punk song anyway, but Jefferson Airplane's Somebody to Love. This is a good, I didn't pick this one either, but this, I love this version of this. I love this song. already pretty hard you know for that era I mean Grace Slick sings her ass off on that song the I mean, guitars Cantor's guitars are great it yeah. just sounds it, Cantor's guitar yeah yeah one yeah. of the guitars right yeah um, it, it's a great uh, again I think it's an early punk song yeah. on a number of levels a little three chords in the truth uh, yeah. rave up and they do a great job with it um, uh, what'd you pick off this? I picked the two songs I picked are by uh, two of the biggest British invasion bands, the who and the stones. Right. They also both have, uh, backing vocals, uh, done by some guest stars. So let's just go with the who I love the original. I love substitute. Too. And it's and Pete Townsend Pete doing Townsend backup does, vocals. Yeah. yeah. So let's hear substitute. I wonder if Pete was in the studio with them when they did this. It sounds no very live. It sounds very live, yeah. I bet if he was in the studio, I bet he was having as much fun as them. It sounds fun. It yeah. sounds like he's having a good time. This almost made the cut. I, I, I like this cover a lot. I like the original. I like this era of The Who is pretty unimpeachable yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway. And, I mean, uh, I can't explain. It's just uh, so amazing. They recorded at uh, Gold Star Studios where they recorded End of the Century. No, look, I don't want a bunch of, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, you know, I don't want you to make me look bad with your knowledge. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't know when this came out. I didn't know it was a covers album until I flipped it over and started reading the like, song titles. I'm like, wait a minute. They, yeah. And even then it's, you're like, well, did they write a song called, so, wait, oh, boo. Yeah. Yeah, that's his um, point. What's the other one you got off this one? I took uh, Out of Time oh, by right, the Rolling Stones. And I've, I've always loved the Stones version of the song. Yeah. I just, I just think it's so good. And, uh, Background vocals on this song uh, by Sebastian Bach. Hmm. I didn't even realize that. Let's see if we can hear him. know what's going on. You've been away for far too long. You can't come back. I think you are still mine. You're out of touch, my baby. My bond is gone. Is that him just doing the pop pop? I said, Also, Tracy Lords sings background vocals on Somebody to Love. Really? Yeah. I had forgotten that if indeed I ever knew it. Yeah. This is just, this sounds like an album that was recorded in like a week and a half. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That, that's not maybe too long. A couple sh- of days. She shows up at all those uh, Johnny Ramone birthday celebrations that, uh, that they do at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. 
uh, where Linda hosts a, uh, it's a, usually a benefit for the Prostate Cancer Foundation, oh, okay. and and Tracy Lord shows up, and I was never quite sure why, but well, now it makes go. sense. There you have it. Uh, when I was first moved out there, when I first moved out to uh, California, I was doing PA work. I had to go to, I think it was called Eddie Brandt. It was a video rental store deep in the valley, like uh-huh. in North Hollywood somewhere. And I was in there one day and I turn and this guy walks in. And I was like, that is 100% Johnny Ramone. Wow. I mean, the hair. I mean, yeah, it's a tip off. And then he goes up to the counter. Obviously, he's been there before. And the woman goes, name, please. And I'm like, it's Johnny Ramone. And he goes, John Cummings. Wow. Yeah, it was hysterical. But I was wow. like, well, that's him. Written a stack of probably uh, horror films or something. I like should that. imagine. Yeah, that was his his thing. I saw him at a uh, Reverend Horton Heat show one time, and he did not have a very welcoming vibe to him. I was, <laughs> I was walking out, he was walking in, and he was did not look like he wanted to be talked to. I saw Joey on the street a couple of times. You could talk to Joey. Mm-hmm. You could stop him and tell him you loved him and that you enjoyed his work, and he would be very nice. He wouldn't shake your hand because of the OCD, but he would, yeah. he would engage you. Uh, Johnny just had like an aura made of steel, basically, and he was yeah. just like, keep away. It was uh, it was. <laughs> striking um uh, so the ramones uh their first album came out in 76 and now their last album comes out in 95 so just under 20 years yeah and now the song 22 years of gigging but yes yeah, yeah and now we're going to play songs from an album that came out 21 years ago it's oh been 21 god. years since this album my god that's right yeah and then they played their final show in 96 yeah, yeah. the aptly titled adios amigos adios amigos uh do i like this album cover it's got dinosaurs with sombreros on. I don't. I don't know. think I do. I don't think that was the best cover to go out on. No, I. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's ill-advised. Um, uh, I, I I understand the dinosaurs yeah. uh, metaphor, uh, and I even understand the sombreros because the title is in Spanish. Mm. But I don't think those are two great tastes that go no. great together. Now, on the back of the album cover, it has the Ramones all blindfolded, and their fa- their backs are to us; they're against a wall, right? Like a like firing squad. squad. Yeah. But then there's a guy sitting down, crouched down. He's got a sombrero, and his head's down. And I often wondered if that was Dee Dee. Hmm. Are you looking the picture up? Back cover of Adios yeah. Amigos. Adios Amigos. Oh yeah, I do see that. Show that to John. What do you think, John? Is could that be Didi? I always thought maybe that's Didi. I don't see enough tattoos. Yeah. It would be cool if it was. Yeah. Since it's a, because Didi again writes one, two, three, four, five, six songs on this album. So why are they letting him write songs if he's not? In the band anyway. um, he, he was just volunteering to write songs oh. and, and they're good songs and they're good songs and he also had to keep busy yeah because okay. he had a massive massive problem with addiction and i think they just wanted to keep him uh um you know just sort of you know occupied mm-hmm. so um, what uh what do you got for us uh from this um from this one um that's that is no, I had a feeling it was. That's Monty Melnick sitting on the ground. Oh, okay. Their, up, their yeah. tour manager. Damn it, um, I wish it was Dee Dee. Um, that makes sense. He should be. That guy deserved a... Uh, that guy was their tour manager for the entire career. Yeah. Anybody deserves to be on an album it's cover him. who isn't actually Ramon, it's Monty. Um, long suffering doesn't begin. <laughs> um, uh, what do I have? I have... Um, yeah, I have exactly what I thought I had. I have... Uh, um, uh, it, this is a sad record because you can hear Joey's voice starting to deepen. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily in a in a good way. Yeah. There's something just there's a lot of wear he's put on it over the years. Um, but um, then there's the strange optimism of this song, which is called "Life's a Gas." And no Johnny songs on this either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
just it, it, it's, it's. I picked a, this too. Yeah, it's a the, yeah. the vocals are, are kind of sweet and sad, yeah. but uh, I, I dig it a lot. You know, um, uh, what was the other one you took off this one? See, and CJ sings four songs on this. Yes, album. I know. Maybe that's because Johnny's yeah. voices. It's Joey's voice. But is going, I picked yeah. I picked the uh, the song that opens the album. It's a Tom Waits song. Oh yeah, I think it is such an amazing cover. Like I didn't even until I looked at the credits i would have never thought this was a cover because they ramones this song so much yeah totally and it is uh i don't want to grow up I love it. Yeah, that's cute. I like that a lot. I like the original, but I like that yeah. one a lot too. And I like when he says, uh, "Get married, then boom." <laughs> I love it. Are you a Tom Waits fan? I'm a mild Tom Waits fan. You know, I, I, I go into Frank's Wild Years occasionally. Uh, Black Rider sometimes. Yeah. I like the song. Rain Dogs. I like the songwriting. I don't like the the singing. So much. sure, the singing's a lot to a yeah. lot to take. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, t- it's tough for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I listen to guys that aren't good singers, but for some reason that really is, I don't know, a it very acquired taste. It hurts yeah. to hear him sing. Um, the other one I took off this is a, is a sweet song about a, a, a just a, a weird girl who used to wander around Joey's neighborhood, and I, I found oh, it. Uh, I almost picked this one. Yeah, I just I find it very haunting, and I love that later Ronnie Spector recorded it. Oh, nice. She was such a huge influence on yeah, Joey's great. singing and the fact that she covered a Joey Ramone song, and he lived to, I think he lived to, to hear it, too, is really exciting. And she talks to rainbows. song it's it, these are not two words you normally associate no. with uh, the Ramones mm-hmm. but I think it's really effective and it's it's a you know it's a little bit of a bummer to put it on a last album but I, yeah. I like it a lot so now before we uh, I have a play out song I bet you do and it's uh, it's so funny because yeah. the, the version I, I picked I thought I picked a version the there's two versions one Johnny sings and one CJ sings but the one I picked is CJ singing. That's fine. But we haven't heard him sing yet. We haven't. I actually like his vocals yeah. on this one. And it's a Motorhead cover, is it not? It's a Motorhead not? cover, yeah. But, but it's a Motorhead cover about them. About them, yeah. Love that. So uh, before we play that, let's uh, let's do a little promoting one more time. Do you have a website? Uh, I have a very reliable Twitter feed that I update regularly. Okay. So just at John Ross Bowie, we'll, we'll get you everything That's you need really to know. That's really hard to remember, John. Is there another way that... 
No. And uh, two also, S's in Ross. The two S's in John Ross. John without an H. John with an H. Okay. Jesus God. <laughs> and um, uh, see, I follow a John Ross Bowie. Fuck you. Damn it. Monster. You can't do pronunciation on Twitter. I know that for a fact. I called. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a link to. Uh, Excuse me, there's a link to buy tickets to uh, Four Chords and a Gun, playing at the Bootleg Theater till July 31st. I, I've been, I saw at least a little bit of that theater. It's a nice little theater. It's a great space. Actually, a there's a performance, there's a music space in the front yes. and the back. It's a beautiful 99-seat theater, and we, uh, it's a great set by David Offner. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a fun night out at the theater. 7 p.m. curtain, so you're out of there to relieve your sitter or whatever uh, by 9 absolute latest. Four Chords and a Gun? Four Chords and a Gun. Uh, written by John Ross Bowie. You wrote it by yourself. Yes. Do you run by the? Do you run the drafts by your 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 lovely wife as you're going along? Absolutely. Yeah. Is she a Ramones fan? She is not, but she's a. I mean, she's not not a Ramones fan. She's just not. You know, the the she hasn't spent her life indoors listening mm-hmm. to records. This would be um, a difficult question. Is she a John Ross Bowie fan? Anybody's guess. Anybody's <laughs> guess. If I if I get everything at Ralph's tonight, I can probably curry her favor back. Um, uh, uh, but she's a she's a she's really funny and she's a great writer and a very solid editor. So I ran drafts by her, I ran drafts by my director okay. who um, who brought a lot of insight into the process. And then I mean I, I say that I wrote it. It's also a culmination of years of research yeah. about the band and about Phil Spector and about that era. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it just sort of question of, of chipping away everything that, that, you know, doesn't look like a play about the Ramones and just getting it in there. I'm going to call this a passion project. Very much so. Excellent. Very much so. Thank you for coming. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Thanks when, for when having me. What a, a blast. When we find another, uh, another musical link between the two of us, uh, we'll have to talk more and we'll figure that out and we'll have you back. Um, Kyle, you're at Kyle Dotson Funny. Yes. Um, we are at rock solid show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. You can go to rocksolidpodcast.com and read Andrew Rich's amazing notes every week. Also, there's an Amazon affiliate link there. If you want to uh, go to Amazon through there and buy your, your stuff, we'll get a little kickback on that. And when I say a little, I mean, so far none. So, um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, uh, John, thank you. And we'll also watch your show on ABC called Sp- Beachless. Beachless. Starting. I was uh, speechless for a second. We start airing. Oh God, I had an air date, September twenty first. I'm sure ABC's probably going to promote it. I think they are. I think uh, they are. So right now, let's play us out with a song written by uh, Lemmy and Motorhead, or Rock and Peace Ramones, Rock and Peace Lemmy, and this is CJ singing R A M O N E S. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs>